Welcome to the Coach's Notebook, brought to you by Pisano's Pizza. I'm your host, Dr. Susan Kolb, Athletic Director here at Hood College. This is our fourth episode of the Coach's Notebook, and with me today is our head track and field and cross-country coach, Mike Petro, as well as sophomore runner, Chris Sapp. Last weekend was a big weekend for your program, competing in the MAC Indoor Track and Field Championship. So I want to talk a little bit about the championship, but also dive into the full year for you. Thank you both for being here. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you. So for our listeners who are tuning in, Coach and Chris, I would like for you to tell us a little bit about yourself and how you both ended up here at Hood. Yeah, I was born and raised in Western Pennsylvania. Uh, I went to college at Allegheny College near Lake Erie up in Northwest PA. North, Yeah, Northwest PA. Um, yeah, I started coaching right after college, spent four years out in Ohio at Denison University. Um, after that, spent two years as an assistant coach near home at Seton Hill University. Uh, and at that time, it was, it was a very unique situation, you know, coaching through COVID. Um, came to realize that, you know, maybe the greater Pittsburgh area and my previous institution wasn't a good fit. Um, and uh, my wife and I, uh, you know, as we're looking for new opportunities, uh, we try to do it together. Uh, sometimes jokingly send her job postings say, Hey, what do you think of the panhandle of Oklahoma? And I know exactly what the reaction is. Um, but you know, I asked her, Hey, what do you think of this position in Frederick, Maryland? And she said, well, Michael, my parents actually really like Frederick. So maybe we should entertain that. And one thing led to another and I've been here two and a half years. Awesome. Chris, what about you? So my uh, background isn't as long because you know, I'm a bit younger than coach over here. <laughs> Just a bit. Yeah. Um, so right. I went to Urbana High School, and I've lived in Frederick my entire life, same house my whole life. Um, I started track freshman year just because my friends were doing it, and I thought I should probably do something other than homework. Um, and I found success in track probably my the beginning of my sophomore year, um, and then that was also when COVID started, so that made that a little bit um, – just an interesting scenario, um, trying to train through COVID and all the sports being canceled. We couldn't have practice, no meets. Um, and then I started getting really into it my, my senior year, and that's where I found myself competing on the, the, the county, regional, um, and state, and then eventually the national level. Um, and then I was always a bit nervous about going to college. Um, I didn't fill out many applications just because – I was like very hesitant about it. I've never really enjoyed like schoolwork too much. Um, and then my um, my head cross country coach in high school and also a teacher and assistant coach for track, she actually went to Hood and she has a couple records here. Um, so I think that her just introducing Hood to me could have played a role into me just applying here. Um, and actually, <laughs> it's a funny story. Um, I didn't think I was coming here, and I talked to Coach a little bit, and then I just stopped answering him for like four months and put my deposit down out of nowhere. <laughs> um, so he always I did about not know that. that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I didn't know I was coming here until I think it was just like college commitment day, like, like May first or something. Yeah, it was late April. Yeah. Um, yeah. I so just, I just got our application report, and I saw his deposit was in, and I contacted Christina over in admissions. I said, "Is this?" Is this real? And she said, yeah, his deposit came in today. So then I texted him, and it took him four days to get back to me. But 
I hope is. your communication has improved since it has, then. Yep, yes. Yep. Um, so. Well, both of you, I appreciate your wife, uh, Mike, yeah. to helping you get here, and Chris, certainly your your mentor in high school for helping you you get here. Um, last weekend was the Mac Indoor Championship. And I was able to attend, and I, I really must admit that it was way more intense than what I expected. Um, Coach, how do you think the team competed overall? Yeah, I think I think it was a pretty good championship for us. Um, you know, I think with any track meets, there's just so much going on. A lot of ups, a lot of downs. I think we rolled with the punches pretty well. Um, you know, the first day, you know, some things didn't go our way. But I think we, we rebounded really well and had a lot of individual successes on the second day. Uh, four medalists through through four events. Yeah, we were pretty excited about that. So, yeah, I think overall it was a pretty successful meet for us. Chris, what about you? I know you were one of our competitors moving on to regionals. So, talk a little bit about the championship for you. Yeah. So the um, it honestly, I had I had pretty high expectations going in there. Um, I was about I was two thousandths of a second short from gold outdoor last year. So that was definitely the go- the goal was to get the gold medal um but then a couple things just didn't go my way in the eight and um I still ended up getting the medal and I'm just ready to prove that I deserve that gold next or this weekend at regionals well I I'm certainly excited to be watching you compete this weekend um Mike what people might not understand about your sport and specifically your position here at Hood is that you are in season from August to May. So tell us what your caffeine intake is like on a daily basis to really keep the energy high for those 10 months. Uh, too much. Um, <laughs> at least 24 ounces to say stay alive, but I mean if there's days where I'm working at home it'll be a full pot. I mean it's I like coffee so yeah, <laughs> yeah but always enough to get me through the day at least 24 ounces so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know caffeine is is certainly popular among uh runners but but it, in all seriousness how do you stay engaged? How do you stay focused moving from cross country to indoor to outdoor while other you know, you know, while you're in cross country season, you're still having overlap with indoor. How do you, how do you balance that? I know it is a challenge, but, but give us some of your keys for making that happen. Yeah. I think the very unique thing about our sport and not to like devalue the regular season, but, um, especially for at least track and field, like our only scored meets are really the championship meets. So just knowing that, you know, if we start in September, but our first meets in December, or we're, we're really training from September through until the end of February. So, um, you know, just making sure that like we're doing the little things early, um, you know, knowing that I'm, if I'm in a good place in terms of my organization, that, you know, <clears throat> our cross country team while in season in the fall, you know, we're, we're taking care of what we need to do there for our regular season meets, gearing up for championship season, you know, delegating to our assistant coach to help with cross country. That helps me. Then when I take the step over to track uh, and we start working with our throwers, our sprinters, jumpers, um, you know, that again, I can take care of business, but just making sure that I have a, a pretty good staff that can help me out and yeah, just stay on top of things and just keep the eye on the prize, which, you know, again, not to devalue what we do during the regular season, all that's just leading up to those big championship performances, which is how we really value, you know, or really grade uh, how the season went for us. Right. Chris, you are one of the runners or one of the athletes that 
are in season all year round. That's not necessarily typical maybe for your throwers or your hurdlers, but for a long distance runner like you, you are someone that's in season quite a bit. How does this affect your body? How do you stay healthy throughout the year? I think a big part of it is just making sure like your training's right. Um, so for cross country, we'll be doing higher mileage. Um, and for and then we'll like ease into track, maybe lower the mileage a bit, do more speed work. Um, and I think a big part of it is just trusting like yourself and your fitness. Um, that was a problem I had in high school and it led to like injuries. I had a torn hamstring in high school. Um, I had to take months off. Um, but a lot of people don't trust themselves in their racing ability, so they'll train too hard. Um, we make sure I have, if it's a race week, I just have one hard workout and the rest are just stand, like time on your feet, just jog. Um, and you're not supposed to really get anything out of that fitness-wise. Um, so we're just focusing on the workout days, not taking um, other days like too fast or too hard so you have time to recover um, because the where you get better is through the recovery, not the actual running. Right. Yeah. No, that is something that I think in your sport is is probably more important than than some of our team sports uh, is just the recovery piece. Um, coach, you were a thrower in college. How did you gain experience coaching the other events? Yeah, um, I, I'm pretty fortunate. You know, the program program that we had at Allegheny was very tight knit. It was very um, very comprehensive. We had a, um, for the longest time a very successful, like nationally ranked cross country team, uh, and, I, and I'm still friends with a lot of those guys. So, I mean, it, it started there, where you know didn't really stay within that throws silo. You know, was really branching out and learning about their events, just being friends with the guys, um, and yeah, I mean, just you know, as I've gone through my assistant coaching career, volunteering for those opportunities of. You know, being able to drive the cross-country team at Denison to a meet. And maybe I'm not actually coaching, but at least I'm there and mm-hmm. kind of taking in some knowledge. Um, yeah, but then just through, like, um, you know, like other experiences within, like, the strength and conditioning realm has really helped me uh, in terms of, like, speed development for our sprinters, you know, technical work for sprinters, jumpers. Um, yeah, so it just kind of happened naturally along the way. You know, I, I love the sport. I'm a nerd about it. Um, you know, just following, you know, the happenings on social media, things like that. Yeah. So, I mean, I've just been like a sponge over these past couple of years, just learning everything I can. Yeah. I know there's a lot of professional development opportunities that you've done, even since while you've been here, the convention offers a lot. I know there's a lot of licenses that Mm -hmm. you've been a part of. So, um, I know that you have also a very talented staff behind you that works with you. Yes. Can you talk a little bit about your staff and and what they are in charge of? Yeah. So we have seven coaches on staff. Uh, So myself as the head coach of cross country track and field in track and field, mostly the throws uh, is where I specialize. Um, Our graduate assistant, Mohammed Abu Bakari, uh, oversees basically generally everything sprints, jumps, hurdles. Um, and he moved here from Ghana this past summer. Uh, before that, he coached, uh, I want to say, what, four national record holders on the track for, for Ghana's you know, Olympic development program. Pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, so having him has been a, um, very fortunate. for. We're very fortunate to have him. Um, Martin Owusu-Antwi, who was one of uh, Coach Mohammed's athletes in Ghana. Uh, he's coached our sprinters for, for three years now. Uh, he started when I started. 
Uh, Coach Remy Opuni, who's a volunteer, also helps with our sprinters, uh, you know, when he can. Works residence life here at Hood, so his schedule's pretty busy. Uh, Will Merritt, who's our recruiting coordinator and assistant coach for all things distance. Um, So he was uh, a standout at Mount St. Mary's, went to local Smithsburg High School. Uh, So native to the area, has done great things with our athletes, Chris included. And then um, Coach Sam Ricoli helps us more on the back end in terms of our recruitment and um, kind of just like that, um, like admissions piece to the puzzle. So. Oh, Coach Avery. Oh, Oh, Coach Avery. Okay, forget about him. Uh, Coach Avery, uh, Bowie Gissler, helps with our hurdlers as well. So uh, it's really picked up the high jump lately, helps with our combined event athletes, but specializes in the hurdles. Okay. That is seven. (laughs) Um, Each week, I feel like I'm seeing more and more PRs and program records broken. What is contributing to that success in the program? I think it's just – Again, I think it all goes back to training, just trusting it, trusting our, our coaching staff. They're all very experienced. Um, and it's just, I guess, showing up to practice and, like, doing what you're supposed to do, um, listening to your coaches, um, also being, like, smart outside of practice, getting enough sleep, eating enough, um, drinking enough, and then also just, like, having something to work towards, um, whether it's, like, qualifying for the conference meet or regional meet or national meet, just having something to to chase and just like caring about the sport. Yeah, for sure. And I think part of it too, um, our athletes are, uh, they're committed, you know, they're putting in the work. Uh, So I think it's important for us coaches to find the right opportunity to allow those results to show. Um, So in terms of like our meat selection, getting our athletes to, uh, to make sure that, that we have those opportunities where they can race fast people and compete against, you know, talented throwers and jumpers. Um, yeah, where, you know, a specific example would be Chris, when you broke the 800 meter record at Bucknell last year and you broke the school record as fast as 800 of your life. And what place did you get at Bucknell? I think I got like a hundred first or something. Yeah. So place was very irrelevant, but to be on a track with, with some of the fastest in the, in the, the region on the Eastern shore or on the East coast rather, um, yeah, I think that's really important to be able to show that fitness. Yeah. No, I, I enjoy seeing those PRs, and I, I don't, I'm not sure if all of our listeners understand that when a PR comes through or when a, a record comes through, like how significant that is for the growth of the program. Mm-hmm. Um, so speaking of going to the regional meet this weekend, what are, what are your expectations? What are your goals, Chris? I think um, for myself and Jamel and our coaches, the, um, the, the overall goal is uh, trying to make nationals. So it's top twenty mm-hmm. for top twenty in the country um, for Division three. Um, I think Jamel and I are both we're on the the brink of we we really I think we can both do it. We just need a good race. I think we're both fit enough and um, he's performing well enough to to do it. So I think that would be the overall goal. Also, um, walking away with with medals would be a top eight. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be the first time in the school's history where anyone got a medal at that meet. Um, so I think we're both looking to do that too. Well, we are certainly behind you and excited for you as you make your way uh, to Nazareth College this weekend. Um, but uh, would love to see you rewarded with some medals and moving on to nationals. After the indoor season wraps up, you'll move into outdoor. What are some of the biggest differences in in regards to indoor and outdoor? I, I would assume that in outdoor, you're really factoring in weather and wind 
Yeah, so for us, um, you know, especially for someone like Chris, who's in season year round, cross country, indoor, outdoor, uh, it's really hard to be at 100% fitness for that whole 10 month period. So for distance, it's common to, you know, you have your, your training cycle leading up through cross country from summer to cross country. Uh, and then you kind of restart and have another cycle from January to May leading up to outdoor. Uh, all that's, you know, general to specific. So Chris had a few opportunities to really touch on, you know, a true like 800 specific workout um, where the indoor season is really still in that general preparation to allow us to really touch on those things later on in the outdoor season. So, yeah, so indoor, it's still very important. We still, you know, compete for, for championships and to make nationals. Um, but the training is really structured to, to have those best peak performances during the outdoor season. So what is your favorite event to run? Are you more of a cross country? Is it the 800? Is it indoor outdoor what what's your favorite um as of now i think it would be probably the the indoor eight um yeah uh so generally uh outdoor is easier but um obviously like weather plays a role and i think the the indoor 800 is more consistent um it does get tough when you're in like a faster race and there's eight people and they throw you all on like the same line to start because then you're moving fast and so the indoor track is half the size of the outdoor track, mm-hmm. um, and you're generally not supposed, like in terms of racing, you're not supposed to pass people on the curve because then if you're running in lane two, you're running for a longer distance. Um, so outdoor, you have like twice as long straights, just racing-wise, um, it's easier to just put yourself in position. Where indoor, you're, it's a lot harder, so you're kind of stuck like where you are in like a fast-paced race, like the eight or the four. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I like definitely not cross country. That's that's <laughs> definitely not the answer. Yeah. But you're good at it, so there's that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I know, Coach. There are several meets every weekend to choose from. You mentioned, you know, putting our athletes against some of the best runners in this area. Mm-hmm. Is that part of your strategy? Is that part of your training strategy of making them faster, competing against faster runners? What kind of goes into deciding which one you want to go to? Yeah, a blanket statement, best competition within a three-hour radius. Um, so we, we're we pretty blessed that we have a lot of good opportunities near us. Um, you know, I'd say, generally speaking, try to hit like one high-caliber invite in the middle of each season. Uh, so, you know, <clears throat> indoors this year, um, took kids to, to Bucknell University and George Mason University. That would be that opportunity outdoors. <clears throat> Bucknell Bison Outdoor Classic, again, one of the biggest meets on the East Coast that weekend. So, uh, and then from there, you know, kind of where we fit, you know, early on in the season, uh, maybe like early January, just try to find like, a, you know, a, a standard Division Three track meet, you know, where all of our kids can go and have an opportunity to, you know, brush off the rust, compete, you know, find success and um, just kind of get some performances in before those bigger opportunities. Uh, yeah, and then as as we're leading up throughout the um, towards the championship season, make sure again after that that high caliber opportunity, if we can fit another one in there somewhere outdoors um, the week before our championship, we have the Shippensburg Paul Kaiser Classic. Uh, you know, I'm good friends with the the Shippensburg coach, so we always try to go up there every year. And yeah, it's a big twenty team. You know, last hurrah of the regular season before the championship. So, 
Yeah. Well, for our listeners who have not ever been to a track meet, it is quite an event, um, indoor and outdoor, and even cross country. It is um, unlike any of our other sports and uh, certainly fun to, to come out and watch. Um, both Mike and Chris, you have been here not that long. Coach, this is your two and a half year mm-hmm. mark. And Chris, this is your second semester of your sophomore year. What would you each say is your biggest accomplishment to date? How about you start? <laughs> I think the um, it will probably be my my outdoor 800 um, at conferences. Um, I got PR of what was it, like over three seconds, mm-hmm. three seconds. Um, I jumped from 156 to 153, um, and I placed ended up placing a uh, silver, and I was seated 12th, 12th yeah. after the prelims. <laughs> um, so I was not expecting that. Um, even indoor, I wasn't expecting a medal. I think I was seated like probably seventh or eighth or. Um, but I definitely think it would be that, that outdoor eight hundred. I think that once you tap into like the the low one fifties, like one fifty three, one fifty two, I think that just opens up a new like realm of competition um, where you're usually like making it in the fast seat of every meet. Um, you always have. You're at the point where you're fast, but you'll always have somebody that's faster than you. So I think that just pushes you to perform well in every competition. Yeah, I I have a lot. Um, yeah, but I'd say like the most one of the most powerful accomplishments that we've had was uh, being able to to secure a medal at the pen relays. Uh, I think that was just the um, the perfect combination of you know we've developed the athletes that we have in our program. We recruited talented athletes to be able to help them to be able to go to, the, to such a big stage one of the most historic track meets in the country and to be able to perform well on on two separate days and to come around come back with with a medal i think that was a pretty special moment for us and just a you know big signature of what we're doing to our program which is is continuing to improve and to make a statement no and, and i certainly see that and and i think so much of it is exactly what you said, is, is the athletes are getting better, you're bringing in new talent, but also the, the leadership that you provide as well as your staff provides is, is important to talk about as well. Talk about your leadership style within the team. Just give us a little sneak peek. What are you like on meet day? Or what are you like even in the, the hardest of days during preseason? Maybe you it should looks answer like that, you actually. have something to say. Chris, maybe you oh, should yeah. answer that. But honestly, I, I mean... What what are you really trying to do for your athletes um, that are here and and you know turning yourself into a coach to to bring in the best ca- talent? Yeah, I think track and field is just such an interesting sport. It's um, we don't declare a starting lineup. You know, we don't uh, play a conference schedule. Um, we we rarely practice together at the same time in the same site. Um, I, I use the analogy, it's like herding cats, you know, we're just a bunch of cats and on any given day we have Garfield or we have the king of the jungle. And I think it's important to just take a collaborative approach because everyone is at different places in their career. They have different priorities on just making sure that we can be the best coach for that person. And in doing that, we then have the best coach for the team. So, yeah, I mean, I think on meet day, uh, I've, kind of taken a step back lately where I just, I feel like the work's already done. Like there's not really a strategy going in other than to do your best and give a hundred percent effort and 
Yeah, I mean, there's times with Chris where, we, sure, we talk about race strategy. We know kind of, we know generally how the race is going to shake out this weekend. But once we get there, there's not anything that I'm going to be able to do other than to make sure that I can be the coach that he needs that day, right. which is probably not, you need to hammer home these these splits to make this time. Like, it's going to be like, all right, you feeling good? Like, you know what you need to do? Like, like, do you need anything? Like, what can I do kind of approach? So he can correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm totally missing the mark here, but... Yeah, I feel like for us, it's just, again, the work's already done. There's, aside from maybe like the throws or the jumps where it is technical and we might have to make an adjustment mid-competition, yeah, I mean, there's not really much I can do when kids are running full speed down a track Correct. to make them go faster. <laughs> Lots of yelling. Yeah, at, run uh, faster. Meets, but... <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> well, Chris, with the success that you've had, even as a sophomore, how does that influence your leadership within the team and you know what you want from your teammates as well uh, <laughs> I mean I think it um does play a role in I guess like having a an influence um like I've had people um or like new teammates they'll, they'll come up to me ask questions um just because they know like that I have the experience um this coach highlights all the time that um the reason you run Division Three isn't because you can't run Division One. It's because you really like love the sport that you're doing. Um, so I think that I guess just getting everybody like hyped up for big meets like the conference meet, um, everybody showing up on time, wanting to be there, and I think that like me also doing that like I guess just lead by example. Um, I show up on time everywhere. I'm at practice doing what I'm supposed to do, um, and even when it does get hard, you just you know, keep pushing through and then I guess the results will show. Yeah. Well, I'm certainly excited to see not just what next weekend brings to you, but also what your career is going to look like here uh, at the end of your eligibility. So certainly proud of you and coach, you know, keep doing what you're doing. Certainly loving the success that, that you've been able to have. Uh, if our listeners would like to follow you, on any social media do you have handles that you'd like to give out for them to to follow at hood xetf is our team account we do a lot on instagram uh we have we've gotten away from x formerly known as twitter uh, i just feel like our our population is definitely more on instagram so and then i have a coaching specific account which the handle on that is at coach underscore mike underscore petro so Awesome. Well, thank you again to our listeners for joining us today for our fourth episode of The Coach's Notebook. Again, I want to thank the Hood College broadcasting staff for helping us produce our show. And I'd also like to thank Pisano's Pizza for their sponsorship. I'm Sue Kolb, and I'll be back next week. Have a great weekend. Go Blazers. The Coach's Notebook is made possible because of a collaboration between Hood College Athletics, Hood College Broadcasting, and Blazer Radio. The Coach's Notebook is sponsored by Paisano's Pizza, the proud sponsor of Hood College Athletics for over five years. Paisano's Pizza is owned and operated locally in Ballinger Creek. Download the Paisano's Pizza app to save $5 instantly on menu items such as cheesesteaks, wings, pasta, and pizza. For over 25 years, Paisano's Pizza has been serving hungry customers all across the D.C. metro area. At Paisano's Pizza, there's something for everyone.